This Fantasy Life. <laughs> Hello and welcome to This Fantasy Life, a fantasy football podcast for our league and yours. I'm Chris. And I'm John. Welcome to the number one fantasy podcast, at least in this neighborhood. And on the board today, is he in the house? It's the king. He's here. Oh, King's in the house, the best fantasy football podcast in the hood. And if that wasn't enough, we have an extremely special guest from the dark side of the force himself, our very own commissioner. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the intro music. For usual, you get a bad rap, Brian. I mean, that's true, but I probably deserve some of it all of it all hail to the dark lord himself brian how you doing doing good thanks for having me first time long Thank time you for being on first time long time well i mean first time i've been yeah. second third time first yeah, time in a while podcast before yes there was that uh, year. listen and long time is not even really figure. true there was that year we had you on like three times but never let you speak yeah <laughs> Long time lifers will we'll remember uh, the reference to season two, <laughs> episode two through that. four. <laughs> yeah, it's a good so, time. The I'll, numbering's I'll never confused. Because... <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. really. Uh, this fancy life is, is for the, the long time listeners, and it's like Arrested Development. This gets funnier the more the more you listen. <laughs> uh, well, Brian, we're happy to have you with us. Uh, you're back home for vacation. Uh, you're looking very very tan, very very dapper on the Zoom. Uh, we can't wait to talk fantasy football with you. If it's your first time listening to us, welcome. We're a fantasy is, football podcast. What, Brian, do you have something to say? I just thought this was a Bachelor in Paradise podcast, so I'm a little confused. Mm, I'm no. less prepared. <laughs> no, you, you can find our Bachelor in Paradise episodes on This Fantasy Life Plus or on our OnlyFans page. Uh, you can sign up for that at OnlyFans.com slash This Fantasy Life uh, or at This Fantasy Life Plus dot patreon.com if you where, donate uh, to us, our patreon those those will come and they are also in, in a higher hd uh format yes we uh there, there are no ads as well mm-hmm. in those episodes uh we recap bachelor in paradise uh we're actually doing a um a recap of the 1999 uh, reality series the mole as well with brian uh doing <laughs> i'm gonna have doing, to actually edit this episode <laughs> <laughs> so uh find all that and more um, on our OnlyFans page. Uh, but normally, if you don't pay for it, you get a fantasy football podcast based in the Central Ohio area. Uh, every single week, we recap our league and the other leagues around the Central Ohio area. The only podcast, as John's famous to say, to do that, as far as we know. Um, you can email us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. You can send us some questions. You can send us some queries, some worries. You can be on the podcast just like Brian with the call-in. We're also over on Twitter at TFLifers, which is updated on the regular. The latest breaking fantasy football news, um, waiver wire picks, and injury updates you can find over there on our Twitter. That's right. The the current Saquon Barkley out for the year um, Twitter is on there at the moment. Yep. The first time you can see it anywhere is over on our Twitter. That's it. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the first thing we do every single week is look back at the weeks. So we're looking back at week two. And unlike all those other fantasy football uh, jabronis, we will admit when we are wrong. All right. Well, I'm going to start. Yes, please tell us yeah. how you're wrong, Johnny. I'm going to start. So. I all Sunday afternoon, I was I was writing out my script for how I was going to crow about how I was so right about this person and already. And then all of a sudden in the second half of the game, he went off for 49 points, 32 of those. I think he got in the second half. So I have to say I was wrong about Derrick Henry. I've even said Derrick Henry was a bad pick in the draft. So I may have to to step back on that a little if this this trend continues. Boy, also wrong about Jameis Winston. I thought Jameis would wind up being a, a good quarterback, but he stunk up the yard uh, last week. Yes, no one could have seen your uh, downplaying of how good Derrick Henry was going to be as something that you'd be wrong about. Uh, yeah, crazy. I know. I mean, it seemed obvious. Um, my my 49ers predictions continue to be wrong. Um, Eliza Mitchell 
as many have heard, we'll hear more about him in the injury report, unfortunately, but the Niners running back situation is not great. Uh, Mitchell got hurt after all the hype after week one. Uh, more importantly, I thought Antonio Brown was going to have a really big day for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers had a big day. They just forgot to include uh, 54-year-old Antonio Brown. He only had two points. Um, so uh, Tom Brady continuing his New England trend of throwing to whoever he wants to fantasy gods be damned. Um, Brandon, were you wrong about anything last week? You know, I didn't think that I was. Um, well, of course not. But it turns out Aaron Rodgers played way better than I said he would. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have like an all-star game by any means, but it, what was it? 25, 26 points. So 255 yards and four touchdowns. Okay. Pretty we're, pedestrian. Ooh, we're, not really wow. allowed to, we're not really allowed to talk about Aaron Rodgers in a good way. So let's stop that. <laughs> Brian, were you wrong about anything in your picks, in your your selection for who you're going to play? Uh, I mean, I didn't have a lot of choices with Josh Jacobs going down, so I was with Mixon and Barkley. And my boy Cortland Sutton really just went off, so that was a pretty good substitution in. So I'm going to say no because you guys can't prove otherwise. So. <laughs> oh, we can so look. Oh, man. We, we got look. you. Touche. All right. Occasionally, though, you come to this podcast for some knowledge, and sometimes we're right. You may be right. I may be crazy. We're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars last week and how bad we think they're going to be. Um, and I was right about DJ Chark to do to do to do. And the Jaguars <laughs> having a really tough game. Uh, Chark only had two points. Um, the Jaguars uh, look like they may be able to get the next great quarterback in the draft next year because they just look really, really bad. They also had. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but not like a very dramatic, like, uh, posting on social media with a very dramatic quote from Urban Meyer. Um, very inspirational about how, you know, it takes time to perfect, you're to make greatness or some crap. Um, but yeah, the Jaguars <laughs> look really bad. Didn't he also deny that he would ever take the USC job or the UCLA job or something? Yeah, and Urban Which Meyer was hilarious. And, like you've been yeah. an NFL coach for a week, and suddenly you're talking about another another team. Urban's a man of his word, as we know. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was uh, right. And again, I had my right already because I thought Brandon selected my right, and he was going to win. And then he was the victim of a late late evening uh, crushing because I said Sterling Shepard would would do well. Brandon immediately went out and drafted him and got 18 big points out of him. Yeah. Not enough. Sorry, yeah. Brandon. Nice pickup. No, okay. I, uh, I felt like I had to start him, John, after you and I talked him up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, got to put my money where my mouth is, and it paid off. Yeah. His 20-point uh, streak broke, though. You were so excited about that. I was I was excited about that, but he was real close. 18 is yeah. not far. Um, I was right about T. Higgins being the go-to guy in Cincinnati. Spill um, the T. Just barely. Because all three of those receivers were very close in points, but T. Higgins yeah. was number one. Still the T. And Brian, you must have been right about everything you did. Uh, I think the main <laughs> thing I've been I've been right about is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, there's been some hate on the podcast with him, but uh, he is still quite the player. Not on my side, I, I will have you know, and certainly not on my side. Okay, guys, we don't target take monster. All right. We are all one team here. I don't do hate. So you're saying it, you're saying it was King who has been talking shit about DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> yes. I mean, I think the tape okay. will prove that. <laughs> Let's go back and look at it. Check the two. Yeah. I, again, the prediction that DeAndre Hopkins is not good, uh, shockingly bad. Shockingly bad. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so that's looking back at last week. Um, we'd like to also kind of recap some news around the league. Honestly, I don't uh, – have too much johnny you're normally the guy who has his uh ear to the street what's going on in the world of the nfl well weirdly enough the nfl and you might have seen this last week on i think it might have been on the monday night game or maybe it was the late sunday night game but a player the early CBS game. spun the football at another player after he scored a touchdown and they called on sportsmanlike conduct and apparently the nfl is cracking down on taunting and after a great deal of research, I found the exact wording that they use for what taunting consists of. And it is, and I quote, using baiting or taunting acts or words that may engender ill will between teams. 
And apparently the referees and uh, commission has got together and they are going to crack down this year on creating ill will between teams. I mean, you can crush the team's quarterback, but do not say bad words to them. Uh, so, so, Johnny, I have a, I actually have a stance on this for once. Do you? Um, what is your stance on this? I, I can't really get it from your tone. I don't really care. Taunt mm, away. Interesting. Taunt sure. away. Yeah. Um, so I, I think some of this conversation has been a little bit distorted. And I think, um, I mean, I was watching football with my wife this weekend, who is obviously a, a big, big fan of, of the pigskin. And um, she taunted you? She, yeah, she got in my face with a helmet on. She was immediately um, flagged. Yeah, I mean, I threw a flag, that's for sure. Um, no, and, and I've heard it elsewhere too, but this, this delineation between taunting and celebrating. And we know the league was also cracking down on celebrating in the end zone. And that was a whole thing a couple of years ago. Um, Wait, and- I, I wish they would do that again. I hate the celebrations in the end zone. Those dances look ridiculous. Yes, if you could play the You Were Wrong thing again, Brandon, you could, because uh, John's wrong about that. Uh, let them yeah. celebrate. Let them have fun. Who cares? But the taunting thing, I think, is different. And I think I think it's a, it's a huge subjective thing to, um, to flag because it's hard to tell intent. But um, I forget what – maybe the same game you're talking about. I saw some player get into the face of the other player, like knock his helmet into him, like trying to start something. And yeah, I think if you're going to be uh, a jerk and you're, you're attempting to start, um, you know, a fight, then yes, I think you should be flagged. I, I think it's hard to delineate that again, but I think um, I, I don't have a problem if it's called the right way with calling taunting. Um, well, I King, would what do you say think? that if you're like, the, I guess what you're saying is the acts, if I would say t- like an act, like, like hitting somebody, touching another yeah. player. Yes, indeed. But that's not really what it's about. It's about standing up and holding your arms out and sticking your chest out like Jack does at Ohio State football games, that kind of <laughs> <Yes>. stuff. <laughs> and, and we've heard some – we've also seen some flags being thrown for some verbal um, altercations, which, again – And that part I, we're not, I don't care about. I mean, sticks yeah, and stones, not, right? We learned that when we were in grade school. I guess. Uh, but if we're trying to be more progressive – uh, professional league, what? and maybe those are things we should. What does that have to do with being progressive? Are we? Mm. Uh, King, what do you think? Uh, so I think there needs to be a more strict definition on what taunting is, um, and I think a very good example of that comes from the Bengals Bears game. Um, there was a play that was flagged because the Bears defender leaned over the receiver and clapped in his face. Yes, that's taunting. That should be flagged. Why? He didn't hurt him? But it, that's a dick move, John. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's yeah, call yeah, it yeah, the yeah. NFL is cracking down on dick moves. Yes, and that's what they should that. be doing. If you were going to do that, yes. then definitely the celebrations need to be cracked down on because those are also dick moves. Let but them the, play. Let the them next, play. The next yes, drive. Thank you, Brian. The next drive, the <laughs> defender made a good play and didn't even get in the quarterback's face. Just kind of like stretched his arms out. was like, yeah, let's go. And got flagged. Mm-hmm. See what happens? That is not taunting. That Kamish, is please, Kamish, please grant us your wisdom. Grant us your, your insight here. What do you think? So spinning the football has been around forever. I mean, Chris Carter would have been flagged on every play that he ever did. Like, I mean, the, the, there's no way on earth that that's taunting. Like, that, they always catch it, get up, they drop it, they spin the football, they do whatever. I mean, the, the linemen, when they get sacks, I mean, some of the stuff they do is insane. But who cares? It's fun. Let them play. We've been cooped up in this pandemic for too long. We're getting too soft. Wow. Let them play. Mm-hmm. Let them have wow. fun. If they hit somebody, wow. then it's yes. different. And you know what? If you don't like the taunt, have one of your big linemen come up and knock a guy upside the head, and then he'll get a flag for taunting. I love get it. a flag for beating. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what they're there <laughs> there's for. No, there's no way that's a loss in a horrible situation. I love it. Thank you for playing the COVID card. Yep. All right. Your growth city. Your growth city perspective from the commissioner. <laughs> Oh man. Um, we talk about tight. surprising players as well every single week. Uh, I got to say, the most surprising player for me last week, Cooper Cup, mm. 39 points. Uh, we, we've talked last two years about the Rams uh, situation. Um, then with Stafford now, I think a lot of us think they're going to be um, a pretty high flying offense. Uh, it's always the Cup versus Woods debate who's the better receiver? 
But Cooper Cup with four, nearly 40 points this week, um, absolutely insane. What a game. He has 21 targets already this year. How nuts is that? Yeah, That's absolute crazy. beast. Stafford yeah. is going to be great in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> we're thinking. Uh, Brian, uh, who surprised you? Um, so go to someone else. I had it, and then I okay. lost it. Oh, don't worry. I'll go. Johnny. Um, my surprising player, and he's not really surprising, I guess it's sort of, I was just uh, kind of surprised about Aaron Jones. I am, I am an Aaron Jones fan and I'm so ups- so upset that uh, Weebold's got him before I did. Um, but cause he was my first round pick for sure. But um, to have such a bad game the week before and then to go off like he did last night was, uh, was crazy. Yeah. You've been banging the Aaron Jones junk for a while. So you, you yes. deserve all the credit there. Yeah, you're right. Like you, he's a beast. And, I mean, the entire Packers team organization uh, crapped on the field right. on the first week. So, yeah, yeah Aaron Jones, uh, the Packers seemed to have finally figured it out in the second half last night. He was unstoppable. Tingling, who surprised you? Uh, well, once again, John and I are very simpatico this week. Ooh. Uh, Aaron Jones surprised me, mostly because I was uh, going against him. Uh, he is the reason that I lost. So. Oh. If anything, the Packers to have – I mean, I think we all thought they wouldn't do what they did the first week. But to – I mean, the first half was pretty rocky for the Packers last on Monday night. Um, but to see them in the second half just completely demolish the Lions and like, thought, oh, they're, they're back. I mean, I they're, thought they're I made it clear that, that we work. weren't promoting Packers or any of that you know, on this podcast. Again, you're an Aaron an equal, Jones fan. I, yeah. We can talk about Aaron Jones, but let's not talk about the Packers. We are real news around here. Um, uh, Kamish, have you figured out anything to yeah, say? Yeah, the, the receiver from Arizona, Rondale Moore. I mean, uh, whoa, I saw a couple of his spoilers. highlights are just spoilers blowing. For later in the podcast. Like, insane. I didn't know this guy's name Yeah, mm-hmm. on, you know, Saturday. Uh, and then, I mean, Homer pick, Cortland Sutton, back off the ACL, 26-odd points, nine catches, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Showing that the Broncos can be the real deal. So I'll eat those words next week. <laughs> Only so many teams, teams can be 2-0, Brian. Only so many teams can be 2-0. Um, but, yes, a couple of names that I think we'll hear later on the podcast, for sure, with Sutton and more NFC best. Uh, we also look, like to look back and make fun of some people for making some really bad decisions with their bench. Uh, I'll go ahead and start King. Uh, the Brandon Cook saga continues. Um, I don't think it would have made a difference in your game. You no. scored a ton of points. Um, you did, you made very few mistakes. Uh, but Brandon Cooks on your bench again. Um, sucks to have all those points sitting there. Uh, it was a four point swing, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Count well, I mean, you could have started him over Hilaire. That's because this was mine actually too. You start him over Hilaire, who got two points. Brandon Cooks got twenty two. That bumps you twenty over the top. Pretty close. Thanks, guys. But you were never going to be between him and Hilaire, I imagine. Right. Yeah, there's no way I was not starting Hilaire. Yeah, is Hilaire, despite his early season struggles, um, is he a concern for you or is he an automatic start every week? Um, I would like to answer that question when we get to a later segment in the show. (laughs) Okay. Tease. We're really teasing a lot, yeah. (laughs) We call a tease in the business. But our Zoom meeting only lasts for 40 minutes, so we probably won't get to (laughs) that. Uh, uh, okay, Johnny, uh, did you see any bad benches? You know, I didn't. And it was weird. I looked through there and I, and I kind of used that litmus test. I was kind of like, so what if you replace one player with another? And I really didn't see anywhere where somebody had a player that uh, logically would replace them with somebody else and win their game. Uh, I saw a couple where there were 20 point, 20 point games, but when you looked at who they had playing, like Brandon said, the place they would have replaced him would have only given him like three or four points. So I, I didn't, which is credit to our league. Yeah. And it's also, you know, we're going to have our weekly worry segment later, um, but it's also a situation where um, you try to not panic after two weeks. We're, we're kind of feeling out the players. We're feeling out um, – you know, who is who and who's for real, who's not. We're trying not to make any crazy decisions, um, but that's where we are right now. All right, looking at our league, um, finishing up our recap of week two. Um, over in the East Division, uh, Weebs and Sean are at 2-0. and uh, We got the first Prince of Hilaire bouncing back from a loss. He is at 1-1. One and, one. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, uh, Schilling and I 
um, all the brains, but none of the glory. Uh, we're both sitting at 0 and 2, hoping to get our first win this week. Over in the West, um, pretty competitive. Uh, Johnny, the only team with two wins so far. And then we have Smith, Every House of Mahomes, the Commish, and Scuds all at uh, sitting at 50 with one and one. The only 0 for team over there um, is the uh, transplant to Austin, Hans, um, who is sitting there along with Schilling and I at 0 and 2. Um, but still early, lots of games and fantasy to be played. Uh, let's go ahead and transition and get ready for week three. Uh, the first thing we like to do every single week to get you ready for week three is look at the waivers and we go down to the wire. Down to the wire every single week. We get you ready for the next week. Following week, we're in week three. We're looking for the guys to pick up, to substitute on the waiver. Um, Johnny, unfortunately, I got I to gotta talk about your cowgirls for a second. Um, and it looks like in over half of the leagues in fantasy football, Mr. Pollard has not been picked up yet. Well, you know what? what I feel I like that's just a, that's just a bad uh, – those are bad leagues. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that was, should have been an obvious pick. He's already shown that he's a player. And, and back in those late rounds, you should have picked him up just to cover Zeke, even if it was, didn't think he was going to play. Again, John's olive branch tour continues, calling your league bad if nobody has picked up Tony Pollard. No, I'm but calling if our you're league, just a league. Why do you no. always do that? I'm calling our league good because <laughs> we, we, we're saying. smart. Yeah, maybe it's about tone. I don't know. Anyways. Tony Pollard and over half of the leagues is not been picked up. Um, and yeah, it looks like he's a better running back than Zeke. Uh, no questions asked. And if you drafted Zeke in the first round, you're dumb. Um, so Tony Pollard, pick him up, start him. Let's go. But, but if the leagues didn't get him now, they're probably not smart enough to go to the waiver wire and pick him up. So <laughs> it's a moot point. <laughs> well, if, they're, if it wasn't just fantasy life, they've just got a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my waiver wire up? pick goes to the Baltimore Ravens, and I, it really is. It's an out there pick, but if you're looking for a running back, you might want to try Tyson Williams. Hit 13 carries, 77 yards. The real running back on that team is Lamar, but maybe Lamar just maybe yeah. Lamar will try to save his legs and hand off to Tyson a few times, or he'll get hurt, and <laughs> they will have um, to rely on a running back. I mean, if if he gets hurt, I don't think anybody's going to be able to help him, but. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm going to take a flyer on Tyson uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh-oh. Uh, Kamish, uh, are you wiring anybody this week? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to pick up a defense, I think, because my defense sucks. But if you're looking for a running back, this guy, who is not typically a running back, is the ninth-ranked running back right now, Corderell Patterson. Yep. Uh, very young Corderell Patterson. And uh, he you're being sarcastic. Yes, yeah, he's, he's very not, old. He's not young anymore, but he's super fast still. Uh, Wolverine. Ton of catches. I would tell you more if there we go. So he had five catches this week two the week before he had a touchdown there. Some a rushing touchdown as well. They like getting him the ball in space in Atlanta. And since they sold off Julio and more of their other good stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you need somebody, you know, one of those one of those guys that you think can get you. 20 25 points uh i think he's one of those boom boomer bust guys that uh if you want to take a flyer to try to get big points Corderell could be your guy he's kind of a gadget player right yeah sort of yeah and yeah i, I agree with you it's a boomer bust you take that shot you think maybe the defense right, if, is slow there if yeah. you think you're going to lose by a lot because you're playing you know weebs or john's got a good team um you know maybe you pick up that guy just to hope Go to on. even the playing field a little bit 165 this week can't, yeah. Can't. Oh, you know. All right. That's not enough of that. Uh, I think Cordero is also somebody who you may pick up and just kind of keep on your bench until you see a really good matchup. Until you mm-hmm. see, you know, playing a defense that's super, super weak. Exactly. Um, a team that you think they can really – that they, they would have the um, the leeway to make those kind of plays with. And then, yeah, you, you plug him in there and hope for a couple of big plays. I agree. Um, King, I think on your waiver wire is somebody we've already mentioned this week. Um, yeah, thank you, Kamish, for the um, segue, if you will. Uh, Rondale Moore, uh, we already talked about him. I'm going to throw some stats at you. Uh, through two games, oh gosh, 
through two games, he's got 13 targets already as a rookie. Nobody knows who he is. Uh, absolutely crushing it. 86% uh, catch efficiency, which Ooh, is apparently very wow. good. These are good apparently. stats. Thank you. They are. It's so unlike uh, this, this fantasy life. <laughs> Um, and he's avail- not available in our league, unfortunately, but he is available uh, in like 70% of leagues, I think. So I think go out there and get him right now. Yeah, and he's also a product of just what's going on over there in Arizona and the NFC Best uh, Division. Um, Kyler Murray, despite my um, poop talking before the league, the, the year started, uh, looking really good. And the Cardinals are balling out, and um, that offense is just firing on all cylinders. And I, I do worry about um, when they get into those really tough midseason games against other NFC West teams. And um, when, you know, they already have DeAndre Hopkins and they have AJ Brown or AJ Green, sorry, um, you know, Rondell Moore not being that as productive. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he has been lights out. And who knows, like, King, you're the best person to talk about how unpredictable AJ Brown is. Uh, RJ Green, God, I keep saying that. AJ Green, um, and yeah, it, it, is not, it would be no surprise if a rookie stepped in to take the kind of second spot over there in Arizona. Yeah, I agree. He also uh, returns kicks, so you do have yes. some extra touchdown Ooh. potential there. Yes, he's sure. very fast. Guys, I feel like it really helps people out there. Those I were some actual like waiver wire suggestions. All right. Uh, well, let's get to something, uh, a new segment we started a couple years ago, but I think very relevant because every single week we look at our lineups and we start to get a little nervous and we talk about those nervousnesses in our weekly segment called <laughs> The Weekly Worry. If you have a worry, send it on over to us. We'll help soothe it. Our email is this fantasy life podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll talk about your worries. We will talk about our own worries as well. John, what are you worried about? Well, Chris, I'm worried. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Henderson is injured Ooh. a little bit, and I don't really have a good running back left. Uh, I'm kind of just on the edge of RB1s with Montgomery and Eckler, and uh, I don't really have a replacement for him. So I'm worried about what I'm going to do in that flex spot. I have, as Brian said, my my starting team is pretty good, but I don't have a lot of depth. And so I need to pick up some depth. depth. I need to make some sort of big, uh, big waiver wire pick this week. Yeah, you're looking at uh, on your bench, you got A.J. Dillon, you got Miles Gaskin, uh, Mark Ingram in Carolina, or in Houston. Yeah, nothing um, nothing looking there. What's going on with Mark, Mark Ingram in Houston? Is he not not the guy? Uh, he's not the guy. I forget who Houston is using, but it's, it's a it's committee. It's still David Johnson. And yeah. then Lindsey's taking some looks, too, um, old Bronco alum. Yep, it's yeah. a committee approach there. So uh, Ingram, I mean, Ingram's had a had a decent game, I think, last week, but or two weeks ago, but uh, last week he sucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the severity of Daryl Henderson's injury, which uh, I'm not too familiar with. Um, but yeah, it does not seem like Dylan or Gaskin is your answer. Maybe you're thinking about a trade. Uh, I would love to trade, but there are very few people in our league that trust me. So, so I wonder why. Trying to trying to change that image a little bit. <laughs> I trust you, John. Uh, <laughs> uh, finish, King. Give me advice for John. No, thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, I think what I said before, like Corderell, like I mean, you're at the point now where your team's solid enough. I mean, you've scored a bunch of points both weeks that you could go for somebody that's more boom or bust that maybe gets into that consistent, like he's going to get you 15 points a week because over the past couple of weeks, they've been going to him and he's succeeding. So I think getting in on somebody like that early before he becomes a hot commodity is not a bad idea, especially when you have the room to drop the likes of Brandon Ayuk 
who just wow. is garbage. Wow. I can't drop him. He's supposed to be the next Hall of Fame wide receiver. Yeah, John, I suggest you start any Niners running back instead <laughs> of Daryl Henderson. That's what I would do. And I would oh, trade you Elijah Mitchell for um, anybody. There are more 49er <laughs> running backs in ICU than there are COVID patients. Oh, wow. <laughs> the COVID connections continue here on This Fantasy Life. Just what listeners want. Um, my worry this week, um, I have a couple. So my receiver situation, I'm in that horrible spot where like they're all kind of the same. And I'm like, I'm like fiddling every single week. And we talk a lot about how we don't have to fiddle every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fiddled last week and I put Corey Davis in because the other Jets receiver was hurt. So I was like, he's the only guy. Of course, this is going to work out well. But then the Jets are very bad, and Corey Davis didn't do that well, despite a huge game the first week. Um, so I got Ridley, I got Higgins, I got Mike Williams from the Chargers, Corey Davis, Hollywood Brown, Julio Jones. They're all, like, hovering around this, like, weird middle-tier uh, receiver situation. Um, so I'm worried about that. I'm also worried that – I was talking to John about this off the pod – but this past week in our league anyway, it was a very much a feast or famine week where we had teams getting 130 plus points. And then it seemed like the other half of the league was like barely scoring a hundred. Um, again, it's week two. Don't want to overreact. Don't want to you know, make any rash decisions. Um, but yeah, I'm just worried. My team's not very good. Um but in what I can control, the receiver situation is what I'm worried about. Yeah, we can't fix your team. That happened in the draft. <laughs> but Marquise Brown, I don't know why you're why you're shying away from him. He's the eighth ranked receiver in the league right now, and he's what did he get? Uh, 25 points last week, and he's got 43 points overall. So uh, he's scoring some fantasy points. I I would go stick with him. Well, until this week, though, again, I, I don't think I'm alone here in questioning the Ravens and questioning the Baltimore offense in general. And yes, them putting on that, the greatest show on turf on Monday night was amazing, or Sunday night, whatever it was. Um, But Marquise Brown was not consistent last year. And and in fantasy, what you want is consistency. And again, so would I start him over Ridley, Higgins, or Julio Jones, Mike Williams? I think you got to put in Mike Williams. I mean, the targets are what I like to look at for receivers. That's where I'm looking at. 22 targets. That's more than Cooper Cup. It's more than a ton of guys. Um, and he catches a high percentage. I don't know the pass efficiency, but it looks like maybe I don't know, 78 and a half percent from what I can tell, which I, I just made. That's that what up. I have sure. to on my, on my, yeah. on my uh, but, uh, Excel percent. spreadsheet. He's yeah. the That's sixth. He's the sixth best receiver in the league right now uh, yeah. with 44 points, which is only one point between, you know, him and Marquise. But I think if I had to trust Herbert throwing versus Lamar throwing, I would trust Mike Williams. Yeah, if and anything, I would agree with that, getting... except that Lamar doesn't have many targets. He's got Mark Andrews and Sammy Watkins and Marquise, and, and Marquise is the one that he's familiar with, at least for the you know 20-plus yard passes. So I also have Mark Andrews, however, as my tight end. There's about weird, which like might that. not matter too much. but um, And if anything, you know, it could be a draft – you know, love situation, but, you know, I was pretty high on Calvin Ridley and he has not had the season that I anticipated. Um, mostly because the, the Falcons are bad. He said, I mean, he's had a couple of, I mean, he had 19 points last week. Um, but I, I'm getting worried about Atlanta and I'm worried about Ridley, especially. And like King said, um, I'm falling more in love with, uh, with T Higgins as the year goes on. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'll update you next week. Uh, King, what are you worried about? Uh, so we hinted at this earlier, but I am worried about my running back situation. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've got Nick Chubb and uh, Najee Harris, who I – yeah, I mean, obviously they were my first two picks. I have to start them, even though Chubb has gotten off to a slow start. He did have a good game this week. Um, Najee Harris has been up and down. But Edwards Hilaire, man, is just I I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Is he gonna come back? Is he done? 
or the and, and I think you have to have again it's it's early but at a certain point you have to get rid of what yeah what we were just talking about this kind of like draft love situation I mean, if any of those players especially Hilaire or I would say maybe Najee Harris like I would say Najee Harris especially was a pretty generous first round pick second round pick in the draft he's a rookie they had no I mean we had no idea what was going to happen over there in Pittsburgh so if Najee Harris starts to take a weird turn and they start running somebody else more than Najee Harris then we can't be surprised about that I mean look at the Niners with Trey Sermon Trey Sermon was a a draft pick in lots of leagues and he was he's not even close to starting like people thought he may have been well, he's closer now that the entire backfield is hurt. <laughs> well, he was concussed on Sunday hurt, on his very too. first play ever in the NFL, so not quite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think with I think with those kind of players, I think you have to be a little bit a little brave and make a stand. I don't know what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, look to Devin Singletary, man. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's, it's a time tough to match up three... this week against Washington. They're a pretty good defense, but. Uh, He's been having a pretty decent year, and I think they're going to start going to him more and more. All right. Or, I mean, you have the yeah. option. It's the flex. Like, start start your stronger receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say that, too. I feel safer about receivers than I do Hilaire at this point until he proves otherwise. And, I mean, it's, it'll suck when he has a 30-point game and he's sitting on your bench, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> that is. You know, for the last two seasons, I don't see Hilaire having that kind of game. I don't, I don't know why. Last what do you mean? Year, like a big game or? Yeah, a big game. Yeah. I, he, he could do 10, 15 points. But last year, every time they got near the goal line, they'd take him out. Yeah, mm, that's a good point. But I would have picked him right. this year because I thought he was going to have a good year. Oh, I was going to pick him that same round. I was really mad that you got him. So, I mean. <laughs> but happy now that you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you were wrong. All right. So, hopefully we are worried less next week. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our favorite segment every single week. We recap leagues around the Central Ohio area. It's our segment called Getting on the Bus. Getting on the C-Bus every single week. What we do on the bus is recap leagues around our Central Ohio area. We talk some smack, we give standings for every single week, read some embarrassingly hilarious team names. If you want your league to be on the bus, you can email us at thisfinancelifepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up in IRL on our uh, text message services. Uh, also hit us up on Twitter at TFLifers. Um, we got a few leagues here on the bus, uh, a little lighter than usual. Uh, we're all busy this time of year, but we got a couple of leagues to update us. Um, our good friend Katie who was uh, newly, freshly on the bus last week. Uh, we don't have her league standings, unfortunately, but today is her birthday. So we wanted to send a quick birthday shout-out to Katie. Virgo season continues on. Uh, it never ends. Uh, Katie, our newest Virgo favorites, have birthday to her. Um, but the leagues that we do have some updates on, our friend Tyler, we're going to hear more from him in the mailbag. Um, he is sitting over there at one and one in his league. He's behind the big boys at one and one, Magatak at one and one, Rhinos Raiders at two and zero, oh, and Doughboys at two and zero. Oh. On the bottom down there, we have the Godfather at zero oh and two, Agenda six one four zero oh and two, but also Team Juju, my Johnson, and Team Jammer, and also at one and one. Uh, my father-in-law over there in the Cleveland Rocks league got his first win. He's one and one. Uh, finally got off the snide. Jay Smack there with him at 1-1 one one as well. Fixed income 2-0. Sterling Wishbone, unfortunately, there is 0-2. Uh, he's there behind the Polar Bears at 1-1. One one. Hardliners 2-0. Beats by Ray 2-0. Baker's Dozen 2-0. And also we got the Gridiron Greats at 1-1 one one as well. Um, Brian, you're in another league, which we haven't really got to talk about this year quite yet. So talk to us about your other league. Uh, maybe refresh uh, the listener's memory on the setup. What's been going on? How's your team looking? And if you can, give us some standings as well. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, so I play in a league with uh, Cody, my wife, and her friends, uh, Becca and Shelby, their husbands. My and wife. 
some few people I don't know as well. Um, but it's called the Pissing Contest. I've been playing for five years probably or so now. Um, I wanted to wait to send standings until I knew if my team was good. I'm starting. I started off two and zero, so I decided to start updating it. Um, it's it's a twelve team league. I don't know if I said that. Uh, no PPR, so the scores are weird. First week I scored eighty and shouldn't have won, but this week I did much better. But uh, but yeah. So in this league we have uh, Maria. Her name is mixing a bunch of herbs. I'm not sure. Maybe rosemary and tarragon. I'm- yeah, so she's two and zero, and she's two and zero in the same division with me. In the other division, we have Chubby Cheeks, uh, Cody's friend Becca, who is two and zero, and also eight months pregnant. So just killing it in all forms. Um, my wife, my wife, uh, my wife, Ju- Judge Judy, uh, started strong, had a rough week, lost uh, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson got banged up. She has Edwards Hilaire, but and then Dak kind of shit the bed, so that really hurt her, but. You know, she's got Ooh. Dak, she's got Dalvin hey. Cook, Godwin, Kittle. So her team's strong. For a 12-team uh, leagues, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I took Barkley in this league, too. I just kind of decided to go all in on that. Um, but I have your Good same move. worries of Ridley. Move. <laughs> yeah. But Cooper Cup really saved me this week, along with New England's defense. They scored a crap ton. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun league, but definitely, uh, definitely lots lower scores. Sure. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of that, my other league is an eight-team league. Uh, really interesting stuff going on over there. Um, you know, again, I was talking with John off the pod about you know an eight-team league. Every team is stacked. However, there was still there has still been some strategy going on. Um, you know, if anything, you're looking more in depth at matchups. You know, if every team has good players, then maybe I, I will start this player over that player because of defenses, because of home field advantage, even more intricate things than you would think of normally because every player on your team is essentially a starter. Um, but over there in that league, uh, Raider Nation, unfortunately, is leading the way at 2-0, right, right in front of still Curtin, also 2-0. But a lot of the league is still at 1-1. Motor City Convicts and myself at 1-1. No big deal. I had the most points this week by far. Um, our good friend Bethany at Easy Breezy Beautiful, also at 1-1. Um, straight cash homie at one and one and the two newcomers um, having a tough time in the new league Tom and lover and little above average dude both in zero and two can't seem to hang some of those auto draft strategies not paying off for them turns Sounds out like seems to be a little below average oh hey yep. all right that is the bus yeah we have plenty of room on the bus this year Get your team name, get your team league, get your rankings on the bus. We will talk all about it. So this um, is a full email size. Email us. Uh, I mean, it's like medium size. Oh, oh, our bus is full this week. The population was a little bit uh, smaller. Gotcha. This fancy life podcast at gmail.com. Um, let's go ahead and finish up our preview of the next week. Johnny, talk to us about some injuries. Oh, hey. Ah, what, what is it? I got a splinter. Ah, ah, ah. Leading the way with injuries are the San Francisco 49ers. Every single running back that's ever been involved with the 49ers has hurt. Elijah Mitchell, Hasty Sermon, Roger Craig, Frank Gore, they're all hurt. Mitchell is go- returned to the game after going out early with like five minutes left. Hasty has a bad ankle. Sermon is concussed. There, and then it seems like this week has been all about the ribs. Uh, Daryl Henderson has a rib injury. Amari Cooper has a rib injury. And Tyrod Taylor has, no, I'm sorry, Tua has the rib injury. So there are a lot of those out there. And all of those have kind of been day-to-day. Josh Jacob is questionable. Dalvin Cook has an ankle. Jarvis Landy sprain- Landry sprained his MCL, and he's on IR for for at least three games. Deontay Johnson hurt his knee. It said They say in Cleveland, Odell Beckham might be back. Who really cares? Uh, Tyrod um, is on IR with a hamstring injury. And if we remember from a few years ago, I think it was two years ago, he got stabbed in the chest by a team doctor and they, they uh, collapsed his lung and he was out for like six weeks. So who knows what's going to happen with this hamstring. Derek Carr is questionable in so many ways. Andy Dalton has a bone bruise. We're probably never going to see him again on the field. Carson Wentz has both ankles hurt and Roethlisberger has a bad pecker. 
Oh, I oh, know. <laughs> bad pecs. And that's it for the injury report for this week. Thank you, Johnny, as always, for your professional contribution. Um, and our league next week, the matchups. We got an 0 2 versus a 2 0. Myself, the Bishop Sycamore alumni, against to the window, to the waller with Weebs. I'm not worried about that at all. Easy team to take down. Tingling, you have the defending champion, Sean Connors. Um, how are you feeling about that? Not great. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, we, have, we have the battle of um, something with Hans and Smith. Uh, Johnny, you're taking on Allen, uh, who has previously worn a dress. And the mm-hmm. commish, you're taking on Schilling at 0-2. But maybe a sneaky game there, commish. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about Dak. I feel like he's due for a bounce Ooh. back after last week. Yeah. Um, but I feel still, I still feel pretty strong. Tyler Lockett and DeAndre. I mean, Tyler Lockett's been just a man amongst boys this year. Yep. So. Agreed. Johnny, how you feeling? Uh, I feel okay. Um, Allen's been kind of up and down a little bit. He hasn't been scoring a ton of points, points but he got a win last week. Um, and my matchups look look pretty decent this week, so I'm feeling reasonably confident. Of course, it's it looks good on paper, but you got to be there for the game. We're all gonna win. I like we're it. all gonna win. I mean, all right, let's all, wrap it up. We're all winners. Um, sure, yeah, that's how it works. Let's go ahead and wrap this week up like we always do. Two segments that we've done since the beginning of time. The first thing we do to wrap up the week is talk about some guys that we love. I love the guy. Kamish, I love you, and you're going to love my guy this week. I love your boy, Cortland Sutton, against the lowly New York Jets. Uh, the Broncos have been sneakily good this year. Um, so I picked the Broncos defense in my draft, and they have been great. They were really good last week, of course. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pick a new defense this week. And I'm like, nope, going to go ahead and keep my Denver Broncos defense against those Jets, who threw four picks last week. Um, and you're right, Cortland Sutton has just been kind of a guy. And I'm going to go ahead and ride this Denver Broncos wave as long as I can. I think there's jury duty's gone. Sutton is a big, strong receiver out there. Yeah, I think he has been a, you know, um, a life, life jacket? Or what do you call like it? Like a like reserver like for a uh, Bridgewater safety out net? there? A safety net. That's it. Safety net. Thank you. A buoy. <laughs> um, a safety net for Bridgewater out there. Um, yeah, I'm all in. I love Sutton this week. The Jets suck. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Yeah. Go Broncos. J- Johnny, who do you love? Uh, you know what? This week, it's really strange because Bill Belichick might be up there with Aaron Rodgers, but I like James White. Looking pretty good over there in at that. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Mac Jones can't seem to find any long passes. He says it's hard, having a hard time finding any passes with length. And so he's been dumping things off. And uh, James get, is getting more uh, receptions than he actually is getting handoffs. But he's averaging about 14 points a game. He gets he got 12 receptions uh, total for the week, eight last two weeks ago and four this week. Uh, and so I'm looking for him to continue with that. I don't think the Patriots have much else going for him. So he's going to be a workout workhorse. I I have been burned by James White so much in the past. Like, I think I've had James White or another New England running back on my team the past four years. Well, Chris, things are going to be different this year. <laughs> okay, I hope so. Look to uh, the future. King Ling, who do you love? Uh, this honestly – Probably should have been my waiver wire pick, but uh, Quintez Cephas uh, in Detroit. He is really, he's really their only receiver. Uh, I know it's still early, but he's averaging 14 points a game right up there with Jamal Williams. Um, and I think this week against Baltimore, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of passing, probably a high scoring game between these two teams. And so I think that's uh, that's a go-to guy. I like it. Uh, Kamesh, who do you got? Uh, I have all of the Seahawks. 
So yeah. the Seahawks play the Vikings this week. Uh, the Vikings made Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals look like the greatest show on turf. Uh, mm. They made Rondale White, or not Rondale White, no, Rondale Moore, an overnight star last week. Um, so now there's big boy receivers and DK Metcalf and Ty- Tyler Lockett coming into town. So, uh, and any other Chris Carson, any other Seahawks you got, start them against the Vikings. Wow. Bold move. All right. Those are guys that we love, but unfortunately, we have to talk some about some guys that we hate. Oh, I hate that guy. King Ling, earmuffs. Not a big fan of Jamar Chase this week. I think the Bengals might get a pretty big wake-up call when they're in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh plays plays the Bengals pretty tough. Big Ben has a lot of success over there playing against Pitt, or Cincinnati. Uh, and Jamar Chase, I think out of the T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd receiver, Gamut is the least of the reliable people for Joe Burrow. Um, so Jamar Chase, I think, is some guy that you might start, you might sit. I just really don't feel good about the Bengals against Pittsburgh this week. Um, I think Jamar Chase is somebody you might have to sit, unfortunately. Sorry, King. Uh, don't apologize, Chris, because I'm right there with you. I actually would not start any Bengals players this week. I wouldn't start. Oh, Nixon. whoa, 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 whoa! I wouldn't start Higgins. I wouldn't start Burrow. Um, obviously, that's my hometown team. I love them very much. Uh, but Pittsburgh's coming off a pretty upsetting loss in Las Vegas. Um, always, always play hard against Cincinnati. Um, yeah. And I think we unfortunately are going to get absolutely destroyed by them. Yeah, oh. that's a scary game. Bleak yeah. outlook. Uh, well, Johnny, as always, give us some positivity. Uh, who do you hate? Yeah, it's hard to hate people. Um, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> aside. Uh, but the, for this weekend, remember when we talk about hate that guy, unlike Aaron Rodgers, most of the guys, we don't actually hate them. We just hate them for the team that they're playing against or for what's happening to them. And we wouldn't use them. And of course, you would say that and then use them a billion percent. But I hate Amari Cooper this week. And for a while, he's hurt. And I have a bad feeling that Amari Cooper. Really? Probably newer. Boom. All right. Uh, Amari Cooper is, I think this injury is going to linger. And Gallup is gone. And I I would not put any faith in Cooper. Uh, I think CD Lamb. And then we're going to be looking for another Dallas receiver here shortly. Yeah, we were talking earlier about like rookie or like young players in the draft that could have been a risk. Um, CD Lamb is not that person. No. Like the Cowboys have seemed to be all in on CD Lamb. Like they are using him not only on like deep passes, they're doing the the sweeps with him and the end arounds. And um, yeah, Amari Cooper just does not seem to be kind of like with Zeke. They do not seem to be a part of the game plan, which really sucks. Um, Kamish, who do you hate? I think this week, I mean, I was going to say the entire Cincinnati Bengals for much the same reason you guys said, but, uh, another guy, another guy I don't like is, uh, Antonio Gibson going against Buffalo third ranked Russian defense. I know it's early, but he doesn't even have 20 points on the season this year. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the guy that we thought we saw last year. So I'd probably, we thought he was exactly. I'd maybe Ben Shemmons said, you know, put someone else out there. Yeah, Washington's weird. Again, a team that was kind of a hot pick earlier before the draft or during the draft. Um, McLaurin had a huge game this week, had a ton of points, but they seem very unpredictable. And, yeah, I agree, Brian. Gibson has not been one of the bright spots over there in Washington. I hope he proves me wrong, but. For what? Oh, that was it. That was but. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right, All right. On that note, let's go ahead and transition to our last segment. Let's go ahead and check the mail. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. All right. Our friend Tyler has sent us some mail just like you can. You can hit us up at the emails at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up in real life. You can hit us up on Twitter at CF Lifers any way you want. But Tyler has a very specific situation for us. He tells us, dear This Fantasy Life, my quarterback position is in shambles. 
Tua is hurt and stinks. Big Ben is hurt and stinks. And he's going to the waiver wire, hoping for some kind of a Bridgewater, Carr, or Darnold scenario. So how can we help Mr. Neal in his quarterback scenario? What kind of waiver wire quarterback hotness do we like for Mr. Neal? I think, Brian, you can go ahead and start here and talk about how much you love Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, so Bridgewater is not going to be flashy. He's not going to have a 40-point game. But if you're going to the waiver wire for a quarterback, you're looking for 15 to 22 points. And I think that's Bridgewater. That's going to be him every week. Low interception rates, but solid receivers when Judy comes back, but then Sutton, Hamler, even this Tim Patrick guy. So the offensive line is great in Denver. I would go Bridgewater and just play it safe personally. Yeah, I guess we can keep it. I think Tyler gave us some ideas here. He's looking between Bridgewater, Carr, and Darnold. Um, King, what do you think between Darnold, Carr, and Bridgewater there? Um, I would honestly say Carr. Uh, I know that he's pretty inconsistent, but he's been hot these first two games, and they've got Miami this week. Um, And Miami obviously is not good. Um, So I think Carr is the best play there. Yeah. Johnny? Um, I don't know if you were listening earlier when this one guy gave an injury report, but Derek Carr is kind of banged up. So I might stay away from him. I might go beyond that. I might take a look at Daniel Jones. Uh, his his division he gets to play Dallas twice with no pass defense he gets to play Philadelphia twice with no team he gets to play the uh he gets to play the Washingtons but they're pretty tough on defense but uh, he's been having a fairly decent year and you know warming up getting to know his players he's a number seven ranked quarterback in the in the league right now and I might consider him all right. Well, I think Tyler is going to get four completely different pieces of advice here. Because I think Darnold. I think Carolina has something going on down there. I think the NFC South is a really weird division. And I think that um, the defenses are pretty bad. And Darnold has kind of been playing lights out down there. I think he has found uh, a team and a coach where he can just throw it and, and ball out. And I think Darnold has, is somebody who – and the Panthers aren't great, but they've been pretty good so far. Their defense is good. It seems like they have some momentum. And I think Darnold can be a, a quarterback that will be somebody who will get you some touchdowns. And with Carr, with the Raiders, they're so inconsistent. And, and Brian with the Broncos, I think you know they will, they're a defensive team first. So Bridgewater, I think we have not seen what he can do offensively yet. But I think Sam Darnold might be the guy down there in Carolina. Um, so I think I'm going to go Darnold. But I think, I think maybe our answer here, since we all have four different quarterbacks, is for Tyler to stream quarterbacks. Is to, yeah. you know, look at the Pick matchup. someone you like. Yeah. Pick someone you want to root for. Exactly. Yeah, Johnny, you talk about quarterbacks from before. Do you have any advice in that? Hey, what? I mean, you've talked about like, quarterback streaming before. Like, do you think Tyler oh, could yeah. do that? Or quarterback yeah. streaming is pretty good. Although uh, that trend is—it's weird in fantasy football how that trend has kind of changed. Where uh, for a while there, we weren't touching quarterbacks in the first and second rounds, and and now we're we're okay with a Mahomes or a, a Prescott or somebody like that. So it's changed a little bit. But when you look at when you get away from that first tier quarterback. A lot of times the points that you're looking at are negligible between the differences between the quarterbacks. And uh, again, like you said, by streaming, you can pick uh, a quarterback who's playing a bad defense as opposed to being stuck with a quarterback who's going to be playing that number one defense this week, but he's your only guy. So, uh, yeah, I'm not opposed to streaming quarterback, but I say that after having Lamar Jackson for my third straight year. So um, haven't necessarily been living that life, but uh, I think it, it can work. All right. Thank you, Tyler, for being in our bag of mail this week. You can also be in our bag of mail. Emailing us at thisfantasylifepodcast at gmail.com. We have to thank the commish the dark side of the force for being here this week. Brian, thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you guys. With us. 
Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. The king of stats adds a little legitimacy to our program. Yeah. A I was little. Very, um, impressed. very impressed, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're all shocked by, you know, the actual, like, knowledge you had this week, Brian. So thank you for being here. Shocked, embarrassed, envious, a lot of those things. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thanks to Brian. Thanks to Johnny. Thanks to Brandon. We'll see you here again next week, every week here on This Fantasy Life. Um, Don't forget to crush that like button. And Brandon, will you please play us out? 